Good evening. Welcome to this evening's edition of the Rich Urban Show. I am your host, Rich Urban, coming to you from historic Harpers Ferry, West Virginia. We bring you news and views from God's point of view. Tonight's episode is Mike Pence represents Christianity. I'd like to start with a scripture reading. This reading is from the Chun Sang Gyeong. That's the Collective Works of Reverend Sun Myung Moon, page 1971. Due to the fall of Adam and Eve, indemnity has been paid throughout the course of history for millions of years. Blood was shed as indemnity was being paid. Reverend Moon today must restore the original state of things before the fall and go beyond our error by completely uncovering the logical background of history. This requires weaving together everything that was torn apart and patching up everything that was pierced. For this reason, Adam, Eve, and the three archangels must be restored, standing on God. The province then comes to Korea and bears fruit. Korea and Japan must do this. The failures of the peninsula and island of the Italian peninsula and Britain must be restored through indemnity. The peninsular civilization, standing on the papal court in Rome, ruled the world. To indemnify this, the province has been developing again, centering on America. Since Jesus was killed in Asia, his murdered body must be recovered to help bring about the liberation of all nations. While the trumpet sound of the ideal of the heavenly kingdom on earth echoes throughout all of Asia. This ends our scripture reading. So as I said, the topic tonight is Mike Pence represents Christianity. As you know, I did a show recently called Mike Pence's Jews Iscariot. Very interestingly, after the vote, as you can see in this image, Mike Pence received some piece of silver, apparently gold rather. It was, or gold-like coins, we don't know. It was from a Fox News reporter who's an ever-Trumper who hates President Trump. So I guess he was trying to, um, you know, tongue-in-cheek say that Mike Pence was like Judas Iscariot, which is kind of very ironic. I guess if he was thinking about it more, he wouldn't have accepted those coins. Anyway, that's really interesting. Why did I choose this topic tonight? Well, basically, because I believe, as I've already said through some of the other shows I put out and the readings that God gave to me and my wife, that... You know, President Trump is going through a course where he's going through a difficult course. And in many ways, it's not so different than the course that Jesus, you know, went. And we know that according to uh, many Christians, you know, Jesus was supposed to die and he was resurrected. But actually, if you understand the unification teaching and God's viewpoint, you know that Jesus was not supposed to die. It was not inevitable that Jesus had to die. In fact, he wanted people to accept him. So why am I mentioning this? Well, some people think, well, Jews was supposed to betray Jesus. And everything was as God planned. No, it wasn't. And this very same kind of thinking is, is a real problem in Christianity today. Well, everything's as God planned. You know, if we're going to hell, we're all going to hell. Some people would say. Or maybe more, you know, they might say something like, oh, this is all part of the last days, you know, God knows everything. No, God doesn't know everything. Yes, he knows every possibility of what might happen, but it's up to our human responsibility whether we do our responsibility or not. 
So no, Mike Pence didn't have to, you know, not not um chal- not challenge the electoral votes. That was his decision. So in that sense, he was like Judas Iscariot. What's extremely ironic is that, you know, many people think of him as this very Christian guy, you know, and position-wise, he is, you know, he's pro-life, but yet he didn't come out swinging for President Trump. I mean, even after November 3rd, did you hear him giving any speeches up till January 6th about how there was a tremendous election fraud and how these need to be rectified and how we need to look into every allegation? I didn't hear anything, did you? Well, that's really interesting. What was he thinking? So, um, no, he, he, he represents Christian in a way, but also it's a narrow interpretation where people think, they know that Jesus came to die or that God is doing this and this, you know, everything knows everything. No, he doesn't know everything. He knows every possibility and it's up to our own human responsibility. So, you know, that that's really something we need to realize. And also, I believe that President Trump is also walking a course of indemnity. What is indemnity? Well, in the unification teaching, it means a price paid. We know indemnity from like, oh, what did he say? Insurance uh, business. Something you have to pay back, you know, an indemnity. You pay back a price that something was gone wrong. Well, what went wrong? Well, a couple of th- a lot of things went wrong in history. One thing is Jesus wasn't supposed to be crucified. People were supposed to accept him. Another thing is, as those who follow my show know, I'm a unificationist. That means I believe in the teachings and the ministry of Reverend Sun Young Moon. So, interestingly, Reverend Moon wasn't supposed to be rejected. I mean, many Christians accept him, but also he went through a course of rejection and was even jailed for supposed tax evasion. So, one, why am I mentioning this? Well, this has to be identified. This needs to be reversed. And one funny, ironic thing I found out was researching a couple times, or recently and again, today and recently, actually, President Trump said when he bought the Mar-a-Lago estate, which is now his home, not but after he bought it, actually, 1985. But anyway, in 1991, I believe it was, he said, and I'll put the clip up here, that, hey, if you <laughs> and this is kind of funny to me, if you don't let um, us subdivide this property, I guess he wanted to subdivide it and you know use part of the property or sell it for something else. We're gonna it's, it's going to be sold to the unificationists, and you'll have a thousand moonies. By the way, they don't particularly like that term; it's considered derogatory at the state. So, <laughs> why did he say that? It's crazy. But anyway, that's pretty funny. So, um, yeah, I guess if uh, Reverend Moon had bought the house, then. Uh, President Trump's living in Reverend Moon's house, maybe? Uh, what was to be Reverend Moon's house? Anyway, it's kind of funny and bizarre. And the architects, there were two main architects. One of them was one of my ancestors, Joe Urban. Joseph Urban. No, that's a lie, actually. But there was a Joseph Urban that worked on it, on the architecture. But anyway, I digress. The point is, that is really interesting that he said that. But regardless of that, I believe he is going through a course of indemnity. He's going through a difficult course, you know, just like religious figures, like the prophets who were stoned to death, like Jesus who was crucified 
and know he was not supposed to be crucified and is going through, like Reverend Moon went through, who was persecuted and misunderstood. So he's going through his difficult course, and I pray he can emerge victoriously. So it was not inevitable that Michael Pence, you know, do this and betray him. So I know that um, this is really interesting, you know, I mean, because it seems like President Trump is, uh, represents a very down-to-earth kind of faith. Like he would ask things like, which of the Christians, you know, they're not speaking out. And then he, you know, he rescinded the Johnson Amendment. But I don't think it's just the Johnson Amendment. I think a lot of us as Christians, you know, we don't necessarily understand how God works through our own portion of responsibility. Meaning these kind of things are not inevitable. Yes, God's will will be done eventually, but will it take one year, ten years, a hundred years, a thousand years? That's not set in stone. It's up to what we do and don't do. So I think President Trump's a very practical man. So he said, why aren't the Christians speaking out? Why don't they, you know, give their opinion about things? And I know some of my friends, like, they, they say things like, well, you know, we're in the last days, so, you know, this and this and this is going to happen. It's basically inevitable. God knows everything. No, God doesn't know everything. <gasps> Have I blasphemed? No, God knows everything that might happen, but he doesn't know everything that happens. If he knew everything that happens, how could you have free will? He doesn't know what you're going to do. He doesn't know whether you're going to turn left or right, you know, or make this decision or that decision. He knows the possibilities, perhaps, I mean, not perhaps, definitely even infinite possibilities, or many, but he doesn't know what you're going to choose to do. So, uh, so I I see that you know it's very interesting that you know Christianity finds itself in this position with a very supportive president, and then a guy who's supposed to represent more or less represent Christianity at the last minute. You know, I mean, maybe it wasn't really with the program to begin with. I don't know, but you know, he basically turned his back on the president. So I know people make many excuses that he couldn't do this and that. But who said? Why couldn't he object? Why couldn't he send the votes back to the states? Even if they tried to shoot him down. Why didn't he? You know what I mean? He knew the votes are fraudulent. Are you trying to tell me he doesn't know the votes are fraudulent? He doesn't. He shouldn't even be vice president if he doesn't know that. I mean, so this is an extremely interesting situation. And also the interesting kind of ironic, almost comical connection like <laughs> President Trump saying that what is now is actually permanent residence. He <laughs> The Reverend Moon's people might meet there, so don't, don't, you know, you better give me what I want. I mean, probably now I don't think he would say that now. That was a long time ago, like 1991, 30 years ago. But it is kind of ironic. Why, why did he say that? So I believe President Trump can and will be victorious. But I also want to share this quote now, how Reverend Moon said, you know, toward the end of his life in 2010, he died in 2012, that elections would no be no longer be decided in a purely secular way. So let's look at that quote now. This is from the speech to the Cosmic Assembly for the Settlement of the True Parents of Heaven, Earth, and Humankind, and for the Proclamation of the Word by God's Substantial Self. It's by Reverend Sum Young Moon. It was given January 8th to 15, 2012, in South Korea. If you view the flow of history through eyes that focus on God's providence, you can see that the changes of the times 
can be broadly classified into three stages. First was the nature center era, a time when instinctual feelings, materialism, and a closeness to animals and the things of creation were prevalent. Next came a human-centered era when people's knowledge, feelings, and emotions took precedence and dominated the world. However, these eras were transitional. They were courses of preparation necessary in order to enter the era in which people could rid themselves of their fallen nature, return to their original selves, and live as one united family where they attend God as their father. When that happens, we will enter a God-centered era, the final stage in which human beings who know and feel God's heart and will follow the path of living for the sake of others. They will do this through establishing an absolute standard on the foundation of purifying themselves both inside and out through the holy blessing ceremony. This is a time of opening up the air of God's kingdom, Chun Il Gu, a time in which we can return to the heart of the one true God. Please engrave this point on your hearts. Once the actual air of Chun Il Gu begins, the spiritual and earthly worlds will be connected and brought into oneness, and all things will be governed under the union of the spiritual and physical worlds association, which will be established on earth for the first time. Moreover, the province will be carried out according to heavenly law and the heavenly way. Elections conducted in a purely secular fashion will disappear from the face of the earth. All people will become one family through cross-cultural marriage and the world peace marriage blessing. And we will enjoy tranquility and true love and happiness during the sacred reign of peace. Let me say it again. This day is drawing near. As part of preparing for that time on February 14th, that would be 2010, last year I proclaimed to all of heaven and earth the start of the new heavenly calendar. The Gregorian calendar and lunar calendar shall now stand the position of Kenyan Abel and serve the role of supporting the heavenly calendar by which we will record and indicate the progress of God's providence. You must all now engrave true parents' teachings onto your bones and practice them in your life. We have no choice. If we do not prepare now, we will surely be left behind. We should learn from the courage of fortitude of the white neck cranes that fly across the Himalayas, or Himalayas, which are more than 7,000 meters high in preparation for winter. So there we see that elections will no longer occur in a purely secular way. Wow, I often wonder what that means. It seems like we're seeing some of that right now, are we not? So do have heart. I also want to point out one interesting thing. Reverend Moon spent at least the last two plus years or two and a half years of his life in Las Vegas. So I often wonder, why did Reverend Moon spend so much time in Las Vegas? And I know he visited different uh, casinos and things, even talked to prostitutes, different people, because he was a man who wanted to help people. So, you know, he wanted to understand people of all different walks of life. Did he ever go to <laughs> Mr. Trump's casino there? Or, or I guess it's a hotel there. I presume there's a casino there too. Uh, well, I don't know. But in any case, it's, it's an interesting nexus. You know, I believe that he spent so much time there and that, you know, Donald Trump has emerged as such an interesting figure and even making those interesting comments, you know, decades ago <laughs> about the Unification Church you know, which is uh, kind of ironic. But but seriously, he's going through a course of indemnity. He really needs our prayers. And, you know, things aren't set in stone, meaning it's up to human responsibility. So as Christians, we really need to support the president. We should support the kind of broad view he has. 
you know, people might say, I don't know what they say about his faith. I know Christians were divided like in 2015 when he was running. You know, a lot of people at first didn't think he was Christian or whatever. Well, golly, but he's shown to be a man who supports God-centered values. Isn't that what we need? Not a, a, a someone who is narrow-minded and says, hey, if you don't have my particular Christian viewpoint, you're out. That's not the kind of man he is. So God is using him. So he needs our prayers. And, you know, God put it in my heart to talk about this topic in the number 88 episode tonight. Mike Pence represents Christianity, so we should not crucify Christ. And no, I'm not saying Donald Trump is Christ, but he's definitely going through an indemnity condition. And I think he is standing in on God's side, you know, for Jesus. Even he's standing in for Reverend Moon in the sense that, you know, Reverend Moon went through a lot of persecution. And people didn't understand what he's doing. And he was betrayed. And he's going through that course. And he can successfully indemnify it. So he really needs our prayers. And come out victorious. And he will come out victorious. I'm proclaiming it right now. In my own name, Richard Urban. And Stacey Urban, the Urban Blessed Central Family. So we do pray for our president. At this tumultuous time, we pray all can go according to God's will. This ha has been... Mike Pence represents Christianity, and in fact, we all, as Christians, represent Christianity. We can do the right thing. So let's support our president in prayer and substantially any and every way we can. And uh, do be blessed. I'm coming to you on Sunday, January 17, 2021, from Historic Harpersbury, West Virginia. Do be blessed, and we will see you next time.